Welcome to Relationship. I'm Stacy. And I'm Oha. Hi, Oha. Hey, Stacy. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm uh, I'm eating spicy food and it's very hot outside, so I'm just sweating up a storm. You are forehead sweating yeah. like a motherfucker. It is like dripping down mm-hmm. uh, my forehead. How are you? I'm a head sweater too. I'm good. Oh. I'm a head sweater too. I have this picture um, that Facebook brought up recently of like a memory. And it was at Boondocks. Oh. Like one of those nights we used to go hard at Boondocks. Oh. And it's one of my friends stood up, I guess, and took a picture. And I have bangs. I mean, and just from crown all the way down to forehead, it's like split with sweat. Split with sweat. All my hair. I'm a very sweaty person. It is embarrassing. I'm sorry we go through that. Yeah. I um, I sweat a lot on my upper lip mm-hmm. and on my chin mm-hmm. and on my boobs, back, butt sweat. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Have you always been like that? I have always been a sweater. Even before you were fat? Yes. Yeah. No, I can't remember sweating that much when I was smaller, but I've been fat since sixth grade, so. I just, I just have very active, healthy sweat glands and they're all over the place Mm -hmm. and they're just thick. You know what I mean? They are like thick glands. Mm -hmm. That's gross. Yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm moving right now in the middle of it it just well I just moved right so I just moved apartments I'm covered in bruises I woke up this morning covered in bruises just you, you're a great Victorian woman you're like very tender like have anemia you're I, very pale no I lifted some heavy ass shit yesterday like an Ikea bookshelf that comes in a little package that weighs a thousand pounds one ton it was like a lot it felt like a lot I don't think it was one ton um and I uh fucking did it spend the night at my apartment myself last night new guy new apartment new apartment yeah, yeah. uh straight away masturbated in the bed nice like, new, bed, that new shit. apartment did it yeah you know what i mean um and then this morning my vibrator's still in my bed people come over i'm like don't look at that <laughs> you said that to me three or four times yeah. being in your house you're like don't like this thing yeah. don't like this i've had to, when i now i don't know what i'm gonna do i've had a roommate for five years and if we had like a worker come over or something i could call her and be like my vibrator's on my bed you have to cover it um, and if she couldn't, I'd have to tell the person like, don't go in my room. Cause I don't know why I'm still embarrassed about that, but I don't need to see him like see my crusty old purple dildo. Yeah. They don't need to go in there and look no. at your stuff. <laughs> so you, they need to just be like, she does not do anything in here yeah. that uh, our parents would not approve of. I just thought I'm going to christen this place. And you did it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. Have you, um, are you the type of person that will like name things in your house or name your house? No. Like banana cabana. Nope. Never. Na- okay. If I've I, never named a car. Okay. I've never named my boobs. I've never named Edmunda any. and Rosemary. Edmunda. Yeah. She, Lefty she's the ugly is the, one? Yeah, she's the ugly sister. <laughs> You're so mean yeah. to do that. You've given her uh is it nature or nurture? What came but you definitely taught her to be ugly. I taught her to be ugly. I said bow down to mm-hmm. Rosemary. Mm-hmm. She Ed Rosemary is the youngest sister. <laughs> she uh she I'm just going all back to my Victorian theme, which is the theme of me right now. Mm-hmm. Um uh Rosemary is delicate yet fierce. Uh she swing she loves swings. That's your right boob. So That's my for right anybody breast. listening moving forward when you see her stage right boob. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's stage left. Oh, stage left. Right. Yeah. So if it's stage really right boob. then it's stage. Okay. It's my stage left boob. 
Uh, I don't know. I think one time as a joke with an ex, I named my labia. Oh, that's nice. But that's it. What was it? Named? I don't know. Just like Pruny and Ethel or something. Pruny like. and Ethel. Because one is just like puckered. They and also sound like sisters. No, they're cousins. Okay. They don't look alike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Totally. One hides. One doesn't. Oh, I see. Um. Okay, so... Today, I'm most excited. I'm I think so excited. I'm probably most excited that we've ever, other than interviewing Marini, who I'm in love with. Yeah, me too. That I, uh, for our guest today. Okay. Okay, so do you want to say what our guest is? Yeah, absolutely. She is an amazing bartender. She is a dominatrix, <gasps> and her name is Domina Shannon. Hello, yeah, welcome hi. to the podcast. Well, hi, ladies. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> I'm already, I feel like um, fangirl. Yeah, I'm fangirling too. <laughs> what I'm going to do is fangirl all over you. All right. um, Does that include fanning? Yeah, I would okay. do that if you asked me to. It's Houston, it's hot. Um, yeah, we're talking about sweating. You're not sweaty at all, but I feel like we are. Just matte as a damn bone. <laughs> yeah, like a bone. Um, Shannon, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Ooh. However um, you want to be presented right wow, now. Wow, wow. Um, I'm I'm a girl. Yeah. I'm just a girl. Uh-huh. I'm a normal girl. You know. How long have you lived in Houston? Um I'm from Houston. Mm-hmm. And I left when I was in my early twenties and moved back when I was in my early thirties. Where'd you go? All over. Everywhere. Oh, I, I was that. married and I was married to um a guy who was ex military at the time. Um he retired really young. And was used to traveling about, and so we took off. We left this place. Mm-hmm. It was a good time for me to leave. Was he? Was he was an active duty at the time? Or no, he, he had just retired. Okay, okay. How do you? Because the military lifestyle. Just my family is really military too. The military lifestyle. You look so alternative. You're cool. You have tattoo. You look <laughs> cool. But did you fit in with those people? Hell like, no. Yeah. Hell no. Um, we lied to his parents about what I did. Um, a lot of our um, travels, we would end up back in Denver close to them. So I had never done anything like that. Um, my whole family knows who I am and what I do and how I am. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I did not fit in Okay, at all. so let's just jump right into it. So how long have you been a dominatrix? Ooh, for 20 years this year. Wow. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Thank Happy you. anniversary. Who's getting the spankings? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> Everybody. Um, around. Yes. <laughs> Shannon, how did you even find this like Ooh. culture? Okay. Um, it's a little complicated, actually, but I, I was a bit of a wayward kid. And um, I was kicked out of my home at a very young age. And um, I had a couple of ladies who took me in and took care of me. And um, they, I use the term loosely, but they were doms. Mm -hmm. They were dominatrixes. And um, they, I guess, I guess it started, they would tie me up and then just admire me. Mm -hmm. And um, we started doing um, like bondage performances for a local band around town. And they would hang me from the ceiling and just leave me there. They never played with me. Um, and then it kind of moved on to um, they had guys that would come to us and we would humiliate them and tie them up and spank them and whip them and make them do our chores and take us shopping and things like that. So this is so interesting to me because I've heard this in the gay community too, which is <clears throat> if people don't accept you or they're not, 
<clears throat> sorry, I've got a frog in my throat. Um, if they don't accept you or if you get kicked out by your parents, you get a new you get a new mother, you get a new family, you get a whole new kind of adopted support system. So it's very, very parallel much, yes, to that absolutely. experience. Absolutely. And then in, basically inducted into this thing that you've been now doing for 20 years, which yeah. I think is, is Professionally, because cool. it was definitely around way before <laughs> that. <laughs> so you said you'd use the term loosely. Do you mean um, just what they did or yeah, what do you mean by that? like, you know, um, what they did back then doesn't really compare to like what I do now, I guess, you know. Do you, are you still in touch with them? Are they people uh, that you still contact? Yeah, with? loosely. One of them I uh, I saw just Friday night, actually. Um, and I'm closer to her than the other. Um, and the other woman is the one that actually more welcomed me into the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but over all of the years, we're just not as close. Mm-hmm. So um, I am grateful to know both of them because there was a long time when I didn't. And, um, you know, like we had our experiences together and then... Uh, we went our separate ways and Mm -hmm. um, then via Facebook, you know, we all found each other again and I thought that was amazing, you know, and um, you know, the girl that welcomed me into the group originally is, you know, she's excited to hear from me and whatever, but is not as sentimental about it as I am or was. And how old Um, were you when that happened? 14. Oh, wow. (laughs) So at 14, like you already just kind of knew because look, if you didn't have, because you have like some facial mm-hmm. piercings, mm-hmm. if you didn't have that, you would look like this little cute, you still look really young. <laughs> Thank you. You got these like bright little eyes. Nobody would ever think that you were into something alternative uh, at all. Yeah. I guess if I didn't have the tattoos, I hear that a lot of potential clients like um, search out my ads and my website for years before they contact me. So I think, you know, they, I have turned into that girl that they expected from me almost. Oh my gosh. That's so bad. So they were waiting for you to turn a little bit. (laughs) Um, Okay. So you, you kind of got into this at 14. That is so young. I was young. Yeah. Oh my God. I was was a wayward kid. Yeah. I was like, you know, basically I didn't have parents and I grew up in Houston, Texas. Woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that mean, I mean, were you just, you grew up really fast, really young. Oh, yeah. You better and believe it. Yeah. How, I mean, how was that? How was it then? Were you like, Hard. oh, my God, what is going on? And then just learning at that time? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think from my whole experience from being a kid, that's exactly what it was like. I had no guidance, you know, so um, you just fucking hang on for the ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. So you said that your family knows everything mm-hmm. that you do, which I think fucking great. Like, be open, be proud of what you are and yeah. what you do. They actually kicked me out when I was 13. So I'm kind of like, if you're going to kick me out yeah. at 13 years old when I am legally can't even support myself, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be a part of my life again, then you can accept who I am and who I have become, you know. Has that mended? Yeah, actually, yes. In the in the past few years, which is really interesting, um, and I'm grateful for it. But it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Are they very know. different than you? Like, would you consider them to be conservative yes. and generally? Mm-hmm. No, my parents aren't really conservative. They're like more hippies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, at 14, you get into it. Is this a okay? Again, I've apologized to her before, but I don't want. I'm gonna ask naive questions. I'm gonna ask stupid no questions, but is when you're a dominatrix when you're at 14 getting tied up and all these things opening for bands 
is it sexually gratifying for you? At that point, absolutely not. No. No. But it was amazing um, that I got all of the attention. Uh-huh. You know, that was that was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. But, no, it definitely wasn't, for me, it didn't start out as a sexual thing at all. I think I had to um, experience a lot of life before kink became a sexual thing for me. Mm-hmm. And so for me, there's a clear separation, but that's not for everybody. So at that moment, it felt like I'm inertly being tied up. Like, do you remember anything that was going on in your mind then? It was just, you just felt attention and then responded to that. Yeah, pretty much. That's so interesting. It's just, it's really interesting to me how like as kids, we just don't have the tools to understand what's going on, like what's happening to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in that situation where your parents, I mean, like that's like, I hear that story. I think about it now as an adult and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Imagine (laughs) having a kid where that's happening to them now. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a huge rupture in how, how you grew up. And it's, it's really impressive to me, I think to have that much agency and I don't know I, I it's just you know we're we're a fruit of the things that made us but it's just it's very interesting to me how so when did you reconnect with your family um you know about two years ago about two years ago and um I I moved back to Houston I was gone for a while I moved back to Houston about eight years ago and I slowly started talking to my family again Mm -hmm. and um, it you know it was a slow pace but about two years ago I just you know I don't know we just kind of mended things and um, we're a lot closer now than we were has your mom ever like looked up your website Probably. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. My mom said she's going to listen to relationship, and I Probably. said, "Don't." Our parents, man, they get too well, scared. Well, I'm like, um, I don't know. What do I? Yeah, what do I have to hide from my parents? Okay, so just going back to that, like, sexually satisfying thing. Is this is are dominatrix usually sexually? Some, I mean, women who are doms, um, they're people, they're dynamic, you know, so some of them are sexually gratified by kink and by what they do, but not all, you know, um, some doms are lesbians, Mm -hmm. you know, some doms hate men completely. So they're definitely not being Mm -hmm. gratified sexually by what they're doing, but you know, it just really depends on the person. Okay. And so, okay. So I'm a member of this website mostly for a curiosity called fetlife.com. Sure. Do you know it, right? Of course. Um, so I, uh, I'm obsessed with all things fetish. I've already told you about my obsession with like, this is not the same, but like prostitution and strippers mm-hmm. and stuff from a young age. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so exotic and so nice. Um, so is this something, cause I think it's more mainstream, right? Like this has become more, Definitely. It has become more normalized. Absolutely. You don't have to hide anywhere on the internet anymore. Mm -hmm. It's a big website. Yeah. Um, Okay. So some are sexually, and of course, I know that you guys are like many different things, but you're just representing you. Yeah. So you don't have to represent everybody, but what is it like for you? Like, is this sexually turned on for you? Is this like a, are there certain things that you're really into certain things that you like hate, but still do? Um, you know, after all of the years that I have spent doing this, um, especially for money, um, these days there's not a whole lot that I will do that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like money is not tempting to me these days. It better be a lot of fucking money and it better not be anything super sexual. Uh-huh. I will say that the internet has turned my business to, um, 
really a sexual focus, mm-hmm. which when I first came into the business, it wasn't necessarily like that. There was a clear um, BDSM mistress slave relationship mm-hmm. where it's a little bit blurred now these days, you know, so. Okay, so if you had to explain to a completely new person what BDSM is, what a dominatrix does, what's your like? Okay, jokingly, and how I propose it to my family uh-huh. is, um, I tell them that I spank dirty old men for money. You know, <laughs> sign me up. So, what are like the first couple of steps to getting into it? Like, how would you would find somebody? Like, what are the first things that maybe you would do to introduce you somebody know, to it? You know, educate yourself, research, learn some things. Uh-huh. Even if you have zero hands-on experience, the internet is an amazing resource that I didn't have when I came into this business. It took me a lot of trial and error. Mm. (laughs) It took me a lot of trial and error to learn the techniques, Uh you know, and, um, if you, if you really, you know, want to know and want to be good, then do your research. Uh You don't need anybody to do that. Okay. So you said errors. I want to know. Yeah. And I still want to know what, how you explain what BDSM and what doms do. Okay. Um, Well, um, I usually keep it pretty light. I mean, Mm -hmm. personally, um, BDSM does stand for something specific, bondage, domination, and sadomasochism, uh, discipline, submission. Um, um, But, you know, I typically keep it pretty light. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I don't engage in any type of sex Mm -hmm. when I practice BDSM, if you will. but, um, you know, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, how you explain what it is, um, like I said, I just keep it very light. It's being dirty old men for money, yeah. bondage, you know, um, whipping, things like that. Uh-huh. Um, put boys in panties and parade them around in front of other people. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, like what oh, I was asking, what kind of errors did you make? Like what? Um, well, um, you learn a lot of things firsthand, um, what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that one of the, I, you know, this was only maybe like 10 years ago, so I was very well informed and, um, you know, I knew what the hell I was doing. I was just in la la land. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was in session and I was with a regular client and he presented himself to me um, in a manner that I was not used to and he was not very clean and, um, his ass stink basically. (laughs) And I sprayed alcohol all over his ass and expressed to him, you know, um, I don't get into a lot of humiliation personally. I like to keep it light. I like to have fun. Um, maybe I didn't even explain what the alcohol was for. I don't, I don't recall honestly how we got into it, but I sprayed him down with alcohol, which basically kills the smell. And, um, you know, I just wasn't really into the session and I wasn't there because of the way that he had presented himself to me. And uh, I used what's called an ultraviolet wand and um, set his ass on fire. And it was a total accident. (laughs) And um, luckily, that's something that you can, like, get away with, you know. You just throw a little bit of humiliation in there and... 
um, you know, express to him why this is even happening in the first place, which was not the goal, but you roll with it, right? You're so. a true professional. You like found a fucking way to turn that around. Well, we called it great balls of fire. And I okay. guarantee he never presented himself to me in an unclean manner again. Lesson? Oh my God. That lesson that. has been learned, yes. but he's never done it to never anybody else yes. ever again. Guaranteed. Okay. So I want to tell you about a book that I read years ago. I cannot for the life of me right now remember what it's called, but there's a, she's a journalist for some big newspaper, I don't know, in New York. And she wrote um, a memoir about being a dominatrix in New York City. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was the most, when I was reading it, I was kind of dating this guy who turned out to be the worst guy I've ever dated, like poison <laughs> for me. And um, I would just tell him all of these things and he thought that I wanted to do them. And I don't want to do them, but like um, the high powered men that are looking for this. And, yeah. and I'm sure it's all types, yeah. but maybe this girl particularly, because they were doing like $500 a session and mm -hmm. um, in this uh, spa type place, they had rooms, you know. And so mostly high powered men, a lot of enemas and um, being made to like a diapers, mm -hmm. um, like mommy stuff mm -hmm. and on your hands and knees cleaning. Mm -hmm. um, so how true, because I was enthralled with this book and I just thought this is the fucking life. If I could, my dream is to like go on a call with you or something like, yeah. but I know that it doesn't work that way. Well, we when could I, probably Oh my it. God, I fucking wish. <laughs> um, but I might laugh the whole time. I don't know. You can laugh. Oh I mean, that's God, allowed. So, amazing. <laughs> so can you, um, whip smart? Yes. That is what it's called. That's the book. The Everybody, book? please okay. go read Whip Smart. It was so Stacey, good. Stacey, why are you so obsessed with this? Okay. What is your... I don't, I don't know. Um, ever since I was a child, I've been obsessed with any form of sexy work. Like anything. She likes naughty. Yeah, I yeah. like naughty. I like... Uh, I obviously started a whole podcast just to talk about sex. Like it's my favorite thing to talk about is my vagina first and your vagina second. Thank you. <laughs> So I want to know everything. And to me, it's powerful that when a woman is like really um, proud of that, I think industries like yours, I think industries like stripping, uh, legal prostitution, like things like that, they take back a lot of um, shame. That it's not easy. Sometimes, I mean, people automatically judge, yeah. you know, even my own aunt, um, only like maybe two years ago or something absolutely ridiculous sat down and gave me the sex talk. And, <laughs> um, it started off like, you know, I don't know, maybe we were talking about my business and she's like, you know, you have to be really careful. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course I know, you know, we practice cross contamination cross-contamination yeah. techniques and you know we're really safe and really clean and I use very high-grade sterilizers and things and she's like um, pushing it further and it ends up like well what about condoms and she basically was telling me that you know well wanted to make sure that I was wearing condoms while I was having sex with my clients mm. and um, I'm like she's been explained this on many occasions mm -hmm. you know that that's not a part of the deal. I don't have mm -hmm. sex with my clients. 
And in fact, I'm a mid, I'm in my mid thirties. Like you're really giving me the sex talk right now. Mm -hmm. Like really? You had been doing just if my calculations are correct. You'd been a dominatrix for 18 or 17 years at that point. (laughs) And she's trying to ask you to use a condom. Yeah. Oh, aunties. Your family's the same as my family with religion. They like, even though I've explained to them like how I believe now, they still go back to like, oh yeah. well, what do you, and I'm like, we've talked about this. Yeah. So people absolutely judge. She's trying to like, people absolutely judge, Mm -hmm. but you know, I am confident within myself mm-hmm. and I know who I am. I know what I do mm-hmm. and I'm okay with myself when I go to sleep at night. But so that's why that's I matters. like this industry so much, Oha, is because when people do it, they are so proud of it. It's a craft, I would say. It's when you do it well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, even like people that dip their toe in, even the people that just try it, mm-hmm. I think that it's like this really hard thing to even accept to yourself that you like that you want to do and it's just exciting i can't even imagine that i've just always been a dominatrix yeah going back to like baby dom (laughs) well it's a what's exciting for me is people having all the information and making decisions Mm -hmm. about their bodies and about the things that they want with all of the information that is very exciting because it's not something that people generally do and i think that there is yeah there's absolute power and just like absolutely knowing that you have the information that you can Mm -hmm. wield it that you can uh, practice it's yeah. almost like a how do you reach expert level at anything yeah um so I actually wanted to ask another question which is without being you know too explicit did you want to maybe te- take us uh through a session like what you do <gasps> okay. Okay. All right. uh, don't okay. worry about being okay. too explicit okay okay yeah. um well you know, yeah, please be very explicit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very explicit. The dirtier, you know, you sessions are different. So. Yeah, but just like your dream <laughs> session, okay? My dream session on the fly. Um, why don't I tell you um, about, you know, how a session typically happens, and then maybe I'll tell you about some mm-hmm. sessions that I have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically, we'll say even a new client. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they contacted me on the phone when I was younger. I used to meet them in public just to kind of interview them and make sure I wanted to meet with them privately. Um, and I would charge them for that. And uh, that really allowed me to weed out other people. I don't do that these days. I use, um, I definitely rely on my intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it serves me well. But, um, you know, when they come over, um, I welcome them in and we sit down and just have a conversation. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I find that sometimes people are really intimidated by me, mm-hmm. and I do put myself out there in a very serious kind of way, and, um, you know, I want to make people feel comfortable, and I want them to feel like they can talk to me, you mm-hmm. know, because um, exchanging information is crucial to having a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we try to communicate, and you know, um, it's not always good timing. They're nervous most of the time, (laughs) you know, they have no idea what to say to me most of the time. And, um, you know, I can roll with that a little bit, but I do demand a specific amount of communication. Um, and then, you know, I'll show them around and, uh, let them make themselves comfortable. And, um, I usually leave them waiting for me in one of the rooms, um, because I find that it builds anticipation. Um, and, um, you know, you start a session with a, a light warm up. So I do, I like to do like in my warm up time, I like to do bondage and sensation play and like sensory deprivation. So maybe a blindfold and some light touching along with some scratching or like light slapping, you know, um, 
in most situations, that's how any session is started. You, mm -hmm. you want to build lightly. Um, so those are, you know, those are the few things that I like to do to kind of prep people for, um, for whatever is to come. I find that um, these days I don't get as many people that are willing to surrender their flesh specifically in a way that I want them to. Uh -huh. Are um, they nude while you're doing this or some yeah, of them are nude? Some most of them, are, of them are nude. Okay. Most of them are nude. I had a guy that um, did not want to take off his underwear or his socks recently and I found that very bizarre. Okay. Okay. <laughs> very weird. But um, yeah, so I guess, you know, as far as what the, the session entails, it really just depends on the person. Mm -hmm. You know, it's different for everybody. Um, I personally like to focus on bondage and then kind of, um, you know, do everything else around that. You know, once I get them bound and in a desirable position, um, you know, then I play with them. So I What's, think I oversimplify it maybe. No, no, no. But because this is, you're so used to this, yeah. you know? So you tie them up, you have them all up there. Um, is this, you just spank them a little bit, you slap them, like, I'm sure you have, like, Sure. Whips. Not yeah, Yeah. Okay. So, you know, not everybody is into like really physical BDSM. Uh -huh. I personally am. And so it's a weird connection for me when people are not, but, um, you know, I, f most of the time I will pretty much insist a little bit of, um, physical hands on BDSM. Mm -hmm. I recently have found myself a client who, um, while he enjoys spanking, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't enjoy other forms of um, BDSM and, um, including bondage. He, he likes bondage. Okay. Uh, but he doesn't want to experience anything that's painful or any type of humiliation. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really bizarre to me and we're finding our way. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's really interesting. Um, he has turned into more of a pet, which I don't usually do. That's different for me. Mm -hmm. I'm very like hands-on. I'm going to like tie you up and have my way with you kind of mm -hmm. girl. So really and like how you would have a puppy or, or a yes, cat yes, where you like yes. rub them yeah, and you give them belly yeah, rubs and, and he rubs my them. feet and he like, I've been letting him massage my legs and, um, you know, I, uh, allow some foot and leg worship and he nibbled on my kneecaps the other day, you ladies, <laughs> it was like the most ticklish thing I think I've ever experienced Ooh. in my life. Wait, just nibble on the kneecap, on the front of the kneecap. It was bizarre. Did it feel good though? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> totally so bizarre. that's a good tip. Totally bizarre. Tips out there. Totally bizarre. Um, but I loved it. Do a lot of guys. Okay. So sorry. I'm going to ask something that's and good. then I'm going to go back to what you're just talking about. Are a lot of guys into foot stuff? Um, there, yeah, a lot of guys are into foot stuff and, um, you know, I used to make all of my income off of my feet. And lately, it's not the case so much. Dream job. <laughs> uh, well, damn. It's, uh, it's taxing because you have to have them done. Um, and, that you know, uh, I guess it's not that much work. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it comes around often. Um, I find that I don't get as many foot sessions these days uh -huh. as I used to. And I wonder if it's, like, an economy thing and, like, people are paying less for it so they're searching out mm -hmm. like different types of people to um get their foot fixed do you want to know. know my theory i Tell think me. it's more common now people that are into foot stuff i do believe so that. now yep. they're doing it in their bedrooms oh for sure because it used for to sure. be you're such a fucking weirdo yeah and they would go to people outside for sure okay so one time um there's this guy in new york that i sleep with almost every time i go which it's not gonna happen now because i have a boyfriend but um 
and we would we fuck every time, <laughs> right? We fuck every time, and he's a great guy. He's so <laughs> handsome. He's fucking hot. Like, he's a great guy. Great New York experience. Top floor ap- <laughs> apartment, like completely redone. Um, and he, uh, last time I was there, he was like, we were in the middle of fucking. He goes, by the way, I'm into foot stuff. And I was like, well, I don't know what that means, but do whatever. <laughs> I had been walking around New York all day. Oh yeah. It's not like I showered first. Yeah. And he fucking sucked my toes. I mean, some guys are into dirty feet. Yes. Uh, he must've been into he, dirty yeah. feet. Yeah. Um, you have to find it one felt like that amazing. because my feet smell so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. You gotta get at least a pedicure. At least I, I get, I get pedicures all the time. Um, but it felt amazing. Yeah. But I do think it's more common now. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, I just think it's like more uh, utilized. In a Girls re- aren't like, get away from my house now because you want me. Yeah. yeah. We still make fun of it. It's kind of like butt stuff. Like years ago, if you remember, like nobody would admit that they like butt stuff, especially yeah. guys. And now yeah. guys are like, uh, fucking yeah, I do. Like, I can't hello. wait to the next like <laughs> foot stuff video. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to be doing. Yeah. So I think foot stuff is just more. Okay. So. Go back to your session. Um, can I ask a question? What are these sure. guys? Is there an, uh, a theme of a overarching demographic of the type of clients? You know, I would say like when I first started, it definitely was like uh, a middle-aged white guy kind of thing. But these days, it really is not like that at all. Okay. You cannot like put a label on it at mm-hmm. all. There are you, all kinds of people. Really? I get a lot of couples lately. I get a lot of couples lately, oh. which I love. Okay. I love, love, That's love, so love, interesting. love. Yeah. So if somebody, if people are kind of shying away from physical um, pain, mm-hmm. you're saying, which you like to do, mm-hmm. what do they instead go for? They're going for fetishes, uh, okay. fetish, fetishes. Um, and they use the term very loosely, really. Uh-huh. And so, you know, it's kind of clogged up the business a little bit with um, basically a lot of sluts that just want a lot of weird um, sex shit that they're like, this is my fetish. Mm-hmm. So, you okay. know. What is like a, what do people call fetishes that really aren't fetishes? Well, I mean, anything can be a fetish, uh-huh. but um, I, I just think that the term is used like really, really loosely. Okay. You know. So what just, would be a, something that we, maybe we all know that you would call a fetish and something that you wouldn't call a fetish? Well, okay. As I said, anything can really be okay. a fetish. It just really depends on like who you are and how you are. Like, um, we understand that because we're both plus size and guys, a guy can like, uh, like a, a bigger girl, but if they fetishize a bigger girl, yeah. then they obsess it's about your like body. unhealthy thing. It's an unhealthy yeah. obsession with it. Yeah. And you're only, a guy who fetishizes my body only sees me as fat, not really. The person yeah. as you, who you are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I say that, um, you know, there's a large portion of people contacting pro doms mm-hmm. uh, for services that they should probably be contacting, um, like prostitutes for. Okay. You know, like um, maybe um, we'll say like face sitting with no undergarments on, or uh-huh. like um, um, lots of ass play, or um, like a lot, a lot of strap on play. Mm-hmm. What you would consider like, that. like sex yeah. that you don't have yeah. with your clients. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I think people like some of the client types are potential client types like to, um, maybe blur the lines mm-hmm. a little Which, bit, you know? And I want to ask just because of this. So do guys get confused? Like do people think well, that, that it's more than it really is? At I that point, will or? say that a lot of clients will read my whole website and they'll read my whole advertisement. And it says very clearly that I don't offer some things, but they call and inquire anyways, because we'll, 
you can't you can't say that right it's like yeah. um so they think no, that there's more I'm, yeah yeah oh you you clearly can't talk about that if you're gonna do it so mm-hmm. they think it's that kind of thing and um you know i definitely have to make mm-hmm. it clear to a lot of people what i do offer and what mm-hmm. i do not I'm, you know. I'm sorry to, to to i guess further that question is do do a lot of guys get attached I mean, you know what I mean? Like, like not just not just like they want to have sex, but they would like to be with you or they get confused sure. about what the boundaries of the relationship sure. are. Yeah, I've definitely had to ditch uh, clients because of that, you oh, know, man. for sure. They kind of fall in love with you. Yeah. And they're the ones that pay you a lot of money, too. So that's mm. a hard situation. That you sounds know, really they painful. They give you anything and everything that you want mm. because they love you. But that's not a healthy situation. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that to anybody. Do you, you ever know? get attached to your clients? Mm. You know, I have, um, I, I will say that I have grown close to some of my clients. Um, so I will have to say, yeah, yeah, but not in a sexual way, but you know, mm-hmm. I've definitely have made, um, amazing friends mm-hmm. through clients that I've had like amazing friends. You've hung out with them outside of it. Absolutely. Wow. That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, our industries are very similar. I'm a hairstylist here at Dominatrix, and uh, we both have clients. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, um, I've gotten really like attached to some of my clients. Yeah. That it's not not that it's unhealthy, but I'm just like, what about me? Like, yeah, um, I'm important to you. Yeah, that's okay. it, uh, you, you know. can't help it. Yeah, but also you know you have to realize that clients are like a part of a cycle. You know, they're not mm-hmm. always going to be there. Yeah. So I've had to learn that lesson a lot of times in 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's been a hard lesson from time to time. Mm-hmm. But you know, I have several people that I'm close to that I have known for many years. I have several clients that I have known. Um, for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, I have a few clients that I've been dominating for 15 and almost 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, so how does, how long is a session usually? Um, it depends on who you are. My sessions most of the time are about two hours, okay. but typical wow. is about an hour, but that's you know. taxing on you too. Uh, Jesus, yeah, to tie someone up for two hours. It's yeah, it is actually. It's um, it's exhausting. Uh-huh. Actually, it is exhausting. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so I mean, I've, after a highlight, I'm like, I need to sit down. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't have exhausting. to put nipple clamps on anybody. <laughs> um, I wish. Uh, okay, so have you ever had an instance where people, because you're out as a dominatrix in mm-hmm. your life? Yeah, and, I'm pretty open. Um, have you ever had? Maybe people approach you that ask you if they could be a client, and you're just like, no. This is, I already know that yeah. I don't want you that close to me. Yeah. You mentioned intuition you know, earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. You know, I turn down a lot of people. Um, I have not had to turn down a lot of people face-to-face, mm-hmm. necessarily, other than, like, maybe friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, that can be a little bit weird. I'm used to seeing penises, but I don't necessarily want to know what all my male friends penises look like okay you know? we're different That's, that way i want to know <laughs> i want to know everyone. it just complicates the situation mm-hmm. and so i don't really make my my time and myself available to mm-hmm. my friends that way but i do have some friends that i'm totally kinky with and i haven't figured out what the determining factor is okay. i just have no idea that is so interesting so, to me i am so like scared of all of it yeah it is so <laughs> like foreign to me the entire situation that when people talk about like because i have other friends who are like i just want to bang all of my friends mm-hmm. and i want us to all bang each other and it just blows my mind sometimes 
I am I'm so curious. What were you gonna say, Outside, Stacey? So you're I'm gonna call you a sex expert because okay. sexuality expert. You've you are in this all the time. You see what people what they want, you know, all of these things. Help Oha. She's sexually <laughs> how do you what do you call it? Like repressed? She's in denial. Yeah. Oh probably, yeah. She just hasn't met the right person to like ooh, I don't know about that. the right way. I don't know. I don't know. Like what is her what <laughs> just give her some <laughs> advice? Maybe you should sign up for like a session, like get to know yourself or that something. That is like the scariest, <laughs> craziest think, thing yeah, ever. All of us could go. Okay, I mean, so she look, said yeah. she does couples. Um, <laughs> we should go together for a how, I how strong are your restraints? Yeah, like, they're pretty strong. They actually, have you ever had friends uh, go together? Uh, absolutely. Oh my that God, Stacy. I, I have. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, uh, so okay. why don't we do this in my dungeon next time? Oh, fuck <laughs> yes. Okay, let's do Relationship it. in a dungeon. Um, you and can... I'll have a subject over, so oh, uh, we can abuse him and toy with him. Oh and... my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel like it's Christmas morning. <laughs> I am smiling so hard. It's 6.30 a.m. You don't know. There's a, a client at my salon that I don't even know if she lives in Houston anymore, and she's a dominatrix. And I don't do her hair, but... She would tell her hairdresser about it, and her hairdresser was like, oh, you can come with me. Like, I'll just tell him you're an apprentice or something. Yeah. And my friend was like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, you're fucking stupid yeah. if you don't want to go see go. that. I yeah. want to go. I want to sit in on other people's sessions. You have know? you never I'm, done that? Um, I have, of course, but uh-huh. most of the time it's people sitting in on my sessions. Oh. You know, so... Um, I want to sit on somebody else's session. Is there continuing education for domination? Sure, there is, be. but you have to find it. Oh, and most are too lazy. College. Right? <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can teach a leisure learning class. class. Yeah, seriously, I've considered it. I do. T- I do teach some classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've been really, um, you know, considering making it a little bit more formal. Mm-hmm. But um, that's not something that you can find so easily in Houston. But. Mm-hmm. Say for a dominatrix like myself, there are absolutely classes that you can take, but you have to seek them out. That's They're awesome. not going to come and find you. Can we talk a little bit about the um, the role you play as a woman who is um, in a field like this, where you use people's bodies or your bodies or um, a fetish type kinky thing, and like feminism and just being a woman and stuff because a lot of times uh we tell jokes obviously about our bodies and men take it too far Mm -hmm. so for you do you experience a lot of that where men that know what you do they just think they can do anything oh absolutely okay absolutely you know I will say that um you know maybe it's a small example but um an example would be I have um a longtime friend on Facebook that I have recently, okay, maybe not so recent, but a year ago or so, I've unfriended him because he sends me just like really foul and ugly, dirty jokes, Mm -hmm. very sexualized. And it's like the only interaction that we have. And um, when I mentioned that I don't really appreciate that, you know, he was offended. Mm -hmm. And it's like the only manner in which he can see me. And it's so crazy. It's just, I'm like, you know, I've known you for like 20 years, but like, that's, I don't, I don't need this in my life. And I really don't care for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like a lot of overly sexualized jokes that I don't even find to be funny. Yeah. And so finally I said something about it and we see each other in person, you know, but um, I'm not friends on Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just imagine that that would happen to you a lot. Sure. It's like an, it's a theme for men 
that do not fucking get it. They're like dingus dudes. Not all dudes are like this. Yes. Definitely most dudes that I keep close to me never treat me like that. Of but um, because I am so open mm-hmm. about my body or my mm-hmm. sexuality or something, the the dingus dudes mm-hmm. that just don't get it, they just are like, what? I thought... Uh, just because I talked about a dick that I've sucked doesn't mean that I want to suck every dick that right. I see. Like, right. you idiot. But they can talk about it. So I would just think that it would be doubly hard for you. Um, I would say that maybe maybe not as much. I don't know. Um, I feel like a lot of times, maybe people that I don't know, but definitely mm-hmm. people that I know approach out of respect. That's good. You know, um, but maybe people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that don't understand the business or the Mm -hmm. lifestyle you know but Mm -hmm. um i don't feel like that's something that i am exposed to all that much i think that's good that that just says that you've like put some good men around you thank you i i definitely have a lot of good men and people around me for sure that's good do you are you dating anybody right now or have you been i am recently single okay recently very recent okay (laughs) was uh and and i'm Again, naive questions is probably the name of the podcast, but (laughs) how difficult was it, if at all, to have those concurrent things? Like, did that, did that person mind? Have you ever dated anybody that did mind? Like, does it hurt or does it help? Um, you know, it's often a question people ask if me being a dominatrix impacts my relationship. And I guess what I feel like I'm learning is that it does. Mm -hmm. How can it not, Mm -hmm. uh, is what I'm learning to accept, but Um, I feel like it doesn't impact my relationships in the way that people would automatically expect. And this is what I'm learning. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was married for 10 years and um, in that relationship, I would have said absolutely not that, you know, what I do does not impact my relationship at all. Uh, And I didn't learn until after the fact that it it absolutely did. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, my ex-husband was envious of the attention and the money that I made Mm -hmm. and the travels and things like that. And um, it was not something that I was even, that I even noticed until it was all over, you know. And so in my most recent relationship, you know, I'm still like looking into that hindsight thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's so fresh and so um, recently ended that uh, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of putting it all together in my head. But I think, I think for sure it has had an impact, but I'm still trying to figure out how. You know, definitely not in the ways that people would expect. You know, mm-hmm. he is very supportive of my business and of me being a dominatrix. So, outside of being Domina, is that how you say mm-hmm. Domina Shannon? Mm-hmm. And just being Shannon, how much does kink play a role in your real life? Um, probably not as much as um, people would expect. Uh-huh. You know, it, it really just depends. You know, um, um, Domina Shannon and Shannon definitely weave in and out mm-hmm. of each other. And, um, you know, in my most previous relationship, um, kink did not play a very large role at all. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, you know, being a professional dominatrix, I have, um, I don't, I'm, I'm not left wanting, you know, I definitely have my needs filled, if you will as far as playing with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes, you know, I'm looking for some types of play that are not necessarily being provided, but I always have people in my life around for that. Um, I've just recently 
realized that maybe my most current ex was more interested in my dungeon and what I do than I ever gave him credit for. Mm -hmm. He definitely didn't communicate it very mm -hmm. well. So, um, you know, I don't know. Do you think maybe, I would, I would assume that a man would be very intimidated. I would assume that. Lots of them are, especially because I've been doing it for so long. Yeah. So. Um, but I would also assume that maybe they would want that for themselves too. Yeah, I find personally that, um, and definitely not all doms are like this, but in my personal life, you know, if there was going to be a kink aspect, uh, I would prefer that my partner take the lead. You know, I think for me, mm. it's important that um, the relationships that I have with my clients are different than the, the relationship that I have with my lover. Yeah. You know, Fuck like yeah. that's important for me. Mm -hmm. But I understand that a lot of my peers, you know, they're not like that. Mm -hmm. They are always dominant, always on top. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm very dominating in life. Um, yeah. I, I can be aggressive if I need to. I can be like, I'm very strong uh, willed in what I want. But like sexually, sometimes just spank my ass and choke me out a little bit. Like, please. Yes. <laughs> fucking take control. Like, you the worst sexual experiences I've ever had are when guys were like, "Oh, what do you? What want? do you want to do? Yeah, what yeah. do you want me to do? I'm like, fucking figure it out. Girl, like, put your nose in the corner. I'll do it myself. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna say that from so, now on. I have a question. Like, do you just develop this from like doing it really often, and then you're just and okay? So I've heard this term a lot, which is like bad lay, right? So like that person was okay. a bad lay. That uh -huh. person is not good at sex, or uh -huh. and so people like talk about it. So mm -hmm. and my question is like, aside from like you do it over and over again, like you have that information because you've had a lot of sex mm -hmm. or because you've had a lot of experiences with different people mm -hmm. and figured out both. Probably I mean, both. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had a lot of sex. I actually have only ever slept with maybe 15 people, but th I've had a lot of, not just sex though. I'm including like other times relationships where we didn't have and, sex. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is that, um, okay. So what I'm saying is that I, um, I've had instances where a guy talks it up and you've probably had this too. Like where a guy talks up like what he's going to do to me and all this stuff, which I fucking love dirty talk. Okay. You better be able to back it. And then, so now my theory is that if you tell me how many orgasms I'm going to have, I'm not going to have any unless I fucking do it myself. Oh yeah. Okay. So like, wow. guys, I will keep a watch out for that. Yes, any okay. guy who's like, my dick is so big. It's going to fuck you so good. Yeah. I like think that's that sounds point. sexy to me. But now I know that only you're while get you're back fucking. Here. It's only sexy while you're fucking. That's true. Because if you're not fucking yet, then he's just uh -huh. like probably it, has a small cock. It probably definitely has a small. Oh, you know, a guy who's like my dick's so big. I'm like, yeah, it's no, tiny. it's tiny. Yeah, it's tiny. Because yeah. you would never say that. Yeah, yeah. Like, only while you're fucking. Yeah, That's I do talk about my big okay. areolas, and they are big. But like, <laughs> that, I can back it up. You're a woman. You're a natural describer. That's just what you do. But like, I mean, to me, a guy who's like, let's go home. I'm going to fuck you. You know, I love that. Mm -hmm. But I've just had too many guys now who have said stuff like that dirtier. And then we get there and they're literally with their dick in their hand going, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> and then I have to be like, move, I'll take this. Like, yeah. and I finish it. Because Are honestly, you talking about their penis? <laughs> so yeah, sometimes it's just easier than leaving. I'm like, I'm just, let's just yeah. do it. Like something. And I've even had guys in the middle of it who have done nothing for me. They'll be like, God, like, you know what you're doing or you're fucking great or like you're dirty. 
Like, oh, God. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. I love that. Go put your nose in a corner. I'm, I'm going to take this. care of it yeah. myself. Um, this is uh, this is Domina Shannon, like, just coming out and Reggie yeah. conversation. Um, okay. So we're talking about all this. Like, I'm suggesting that you go you know figure out some sex stuff with her i thought you were gonna come with me <laughs> okay i will go with you no, but you're gonna be alone you, with we, me. we're gonna have a relationship inside Damn, of the dungeon that's definitely gonna happen <laughs> we're just gonna record us being spanked and all the stuff okay and yeah, i'll yeah, let yeah. you hurt my fucking body Ooh. Um, ouch <laughs> how? i think my nipples just retracted when you said that wait why are you so like what is this like for you to, what do you mean what to is listen what like? to i've called you sexually repressed like you're <laughs> yes. listening to all of this well i'm just curious i'm just like I think I'm coming at it more of like, uh, why do you feel these ways? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, ex- I'm a slow processor sometimes, mm-hmm. so I'm not exactly sure mm-hmm. how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I just, it's like overwhelming to me and I'm, and it's like a lot of thoughts going through my brain. I don't necessarily think it's about, I, I mean, I have no idea. Have I have you, no clue. Have you never thought alone to yourself about your own kinks and like, the dirty stuff that you wish somebody would do to you or you could do to somebody else? Uh, I think so. Do you think about, (laughs) I think about stuff like that. Like, I mean, uh, you know, I guess sometimes I kind of have to think about it because like I'm put to the test. Yeah. So, um, do I consider my own kinks? Um, probably not as much as I should. I'm going to go home and think about that. You should think about your kinks. I'm going to. Yeah. I think I have to think about my kinks too, which if that didn't rhyme, I'd be disappointed. But that's your homework. Oh, okay. I have homework. Think about your kinks. Like look up, get on FetLife. Okay. Like look up some erotic Does everybody shit. have to have kinks? Right now, I told you I, that lately I was coming to like men just petting my hair. So that's where the standard okay. is right now. Maybe petting. <laughs> Maybe you want to be brushed. Do you, you purr know? while they pet you? No, <laughs> no cat stuff. Just generally somebody's going like, you're really pretty and you're smart. And they like, that's it. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what I sound like when I come, by the way. I don't think everybody has to have kinks. Do you? No, no, not Some necessarily. Some people are very vanilla. No, but I think that more people are kinky than they give themselves credit for. Agreed. And, so. and I, I'm not an expert on this, but I do think it would be healthier to have some kinky sides of you only because sex is like what we need. Yeah. We need like food, water, and sex. Yeah. And, and um, there's so much repressed shit that people that people repress in themselves that come out in some like splat of a disgusting way. Yes. Um, and like I think at other people and at other people assaulting and sure. fucking with and yeah, maybe, you know, it could be anything. It is it, just as a lot of things. I think that if anybody out there represses and doesn't think about their kinks and find them and it's sexy and it's fun, yeah. then it will come out in some way. Yeah. It could come out that you're a fucking dick. Or you um, are sexually aggressive to women, or something. Um, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder how, uh, yeah, it, how I that agree. comes out for me because I'm like, I'm not aggressive. I think I it's buried so deep inside that it's you so are just, deep inside. I have you're to gonna bring out the dildos <laughs> and the like whips and the clamp. I want you to find. I'm gonna all. have like a treasure trove. You know, when you're a kid and you have like a costume box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I'm you gonna have, have to be that. a kid to have a costume yeah. box. Well, <laughs> maybe you need oh, right. to get some age I play. I need to get some age play. What, what is that? Oh my god, age play sounds so exciting to me. Is it when you bang super old people? No. No. Age play is a light version of age play would be, and you can maybe know better than me, um, is like a Catholic schoolgirl, oh, right? Okay, that but makes then sense. like a heavier age play would be somebody in diapers or something. Okay. See, none of this sounds real on target for me, but you know, <laughs> like, ha- that's just I not your know. Kink. That's just, not my personal kink yeah. either. Um, but it's pretty okay. specific. What is, what is your opinion about, um, 
I want you to know that we're almost to the hour mark and I don't want to stop talking. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> and I'm not going to. Um, what is your, um, do you have an idea of like a bad kink? Like, is there anything that's too grotesque? Okay. Or weird? Yeah, for sure. You know, um, uh, I get calls for, uh, and I never know if they're serious or not. I'd imagine some of them are, but I imagine most of them are not. Um, on occasion I'll get calls for like, um, people who want to have sex with animals uh-huh. or, um, you know, people who want to be castrated or, um, can't do that. that. Can you? Well, legally, no, but oh, can you? Well, but you know, flying <laughs> oh, at a Thailand, anything could happen. Right. I'm sorry, people of Thailand. I don't know anything about <laughs> your country. I love you. You're a beautiful people. We accept. Um, so you, okay. So that's like, I mean, yeah, I guess that's. People, it, it, it happens. Too far. It yeah. happens for sure. It's too. It's definitely too far for me. I mean, you need to go talk to somebody else. Don't yeah. approach me with that shit. What about like <laughs> enemas and stuff like that? What's um, your viewpoint of that? My viewpoint personally is like I don't necessarily do enema play, but mm-hmm. they serve their purpose. Yeah. You know. It's just like that was a big thing in Whiplash. Yeah. Um. um that's like. <sighs> You know, while what I do um, is not sex, it is like, like I use other people's fantasies against them. Mm-hmm. And for me, like enema is just not very sexy. Yeah. So it's hard for it's me for to me like get into something like that, you know, mm-hmm. like. Have you ever had sex with a guy who tried to do like, like body fluid or butt uh, poopy stuff? No. 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 Poopy pee, stuff. Pee on you is like, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Like, wash it off. It's guys fine. will pee on you in the shower. Just yeah. Yeah. But like a sexy thing. I've just no. never, I've never had a guy approach me for that. No. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, you know, that's a request often for the dungeon. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I personally don't do any type of bathroom play. Uh-huh. I'm a lady. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a common interest. Mm-hmm. Can you explain your dungeon, what you mean by that? Is this like a place where a lot of people work? Is yeah, it I wrote that. You? I said, um, do you own this? Is I do. Well, it's a building. Um, I, I lease. It's in a warehouse and uh-huh. I lease the warehouse. But okay. it is, um, man, how big is it? It's maybe like uh, 2,000 square feet oh. of um, like BDSM and bondage furniture and gear. and That's like large. Um, mm-hmm. It's big. It's you got an awesome office. Uh, I do. And only you work there. Uh, no, I you actually rent it out to other ladies. Um, I rent it to professionals that are traveling about that I don't know, but I also have a group of ladies that I train mm-hmm. and that I book out sessions for. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I tell you that I think a major money market would be for you to take like fucking River Oaks women and Memorial women oh, yeah. that want to like jump it just like light teasing and to stuff do like that stuff to their to their I husbies mean, would they not when they take pole dancing classes they're my market though their their husbands are my market this that's awesome <laughs> that's why you don't want to like you don't want to like, teach them don't because, teach you cause yeah. no 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 those I, are the wrong ones <laughs> I think there's wouldn't there be more money in teaching all those ladies though than teaching those she doesn't want to get rid of her clients she likes her yeah, clients yeah because if, they're, if their wives are going to start spanking their ass and doing whatever to them, then those guys are not going to come and give me money. Yeah, no. It's terrible, yeah. right? Um, okay, are there ever any men dominatrix? Yes. But Sorry, often, yeah. no, often not in Houston. Okay. You know, I've seen, um, I've seen one guy floating around, but um, he was... He seemed to be advertising more for men, uh-huh. and that's where the market would be. Do okay. they call it dominator or dominate? 
um, dominant, usually male dominant. male dominant. Um, I mean, it could be it could be a dominatrix too, but most of the time that refers to women. Mm-hmm. Or male dom, uh-huh. dom a for women. It's interesting because it feels like, um, uh, and I, I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but I'm, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna just throw out a bunch of ideas here. So throw them out. I'm gonna throw them out. Hey. That's not a real word. Yeah. But here you go. Uh, so it feels to me like there are these people who have a lot of money or who have a lot of power, or have generally a lot of control, and those people are generally men in this case. And then they come to somebody so that they don't have to experience the the total control constantly, right? Correct. They like and so control. a man, a man, I could see how it's less popular because mm-hmm. a man already has that role sometimes yeah. in their lives where they get to dominate and they get mm-hmm. to control. Um, and generally if they did it with women, that would be kind of a role that already exists in society and doesn't feel quite as taboo Mm -hmm. or as strange. Mm -hmm. So that to me feels like a reason why there would be more dominatrixes, but even still there's a, there's obviously, I just, I'd be curious to talk to that dude and see, um, oh, you said that his clientele was mostly men. Is that what you think? Most of the time I have a friend who is a male dom and he is here in Houston Mm -hmm. and, uh, he is a male pro dom, uh, which is very, very rare. And Mm -hmm. he's been a friend of mine for a long time. And, um, I knew that he was kinky. Um, it's how I know him. Uh, I didn't know for many years that he was a dom, that he was a pro dom. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Hmm. I just found this out like maybe two years ago. What's a what's pro dom and dom professional? Mm -hmm. So not somebody that just does it at their house or something, but that actually has clients Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah, and so my friend is like um, in his early seventies, and he mostly dominates couples. He mostly works with couples, Mm -hmm. but I would say in most cases. Um, it would be geared towards other men for sure. Huh. I mean, the business is changing um, lately. Um, as retarded as the movie was, Fifty Shades of Grey has definitely changed my business. I was going to try not uh, to ask you about that. but uh, You know, I, I just saw the movie for the first time like a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as lame as the movie is, it really has changed my business in a way that I appreciate. I mm-hmm. see a lot of couples... You know, I see a lot of couples exploring their sexuality together, and I think that's epic, you know? Do you think that stems from women reading the book and being like, that kind of sounds hot, this... Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. And not understanding how to do yeah. it. Um, okay, I... Uh, I was wondering about the couples, like, when they come to you, what do they oh yeah it's different yeah a lot of times a lot of times um so i had i had like five different couples last week and um um one of the couples i directed and i taught him how to dominate her basically and um another couple i uh i dominated her for him to watch mm-hmm. and a lot of times um you know, they'll trade places and a lot of times it's like offering direction mm-hmm. um, or just playing one for the others. Um, I'm yeah. definitely curious. Do they bang there? Well, <laughs> you know, I will say that um, I don't prefer any sex in the dungeon, but mm-hmm. a lot of times I do rent the dungeon out to couples mm-hmm. and um, you know how they utilize that space is definitely up to them, but I do make it clear um 
that, you know, if they want to have sex, I'm open to that as long as I don't have to know that they actually had sex. You okay, know? so it's not happening in front so, of you. So, yeah, I don't want it to happen in front of me uh-huh. or... Or have to clean it up yeah, or have to deal with anything. Yeah, so yeah. just be respectful about it, and then I don't fucking care what you're doing in here. You what know, is just be respectful. agreement involved there? Oh. Like, um, for any clients, actually? Sure, absolutely. And, I mean, that takes... Hand, it takes place before we actually play. But, um... You know, we definitely go over um, interests and potential. I don't like to give up too many ideas, but, um, you know, go over potentially what could happen and, you know, to make sure that this is okay. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are going to have very specific things that they don't want to experience. Mm -hmm. So that leaves me something. So you kind of have like you would consider like the way that you run your sessions kind of copyright, like your brand of how you run your sessions. That's so interesting to me. A bespoke dominatrix experience with domination. Um, She's going to write a book and you can pay a monthly fee for a year to read the whole thing. (laughs) That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, So I have one one last question, if that's okay. I I wanted to ask you about like physical, like pain Mm -hmm. um, and like like damage or Mm -hmm. non-damage because I mean, like I know like guys and this is just in all my years of just not having sex with people. Um, uh, I, I noticed that people would be like, look at my back and it's just like scratches. And it's oh, yeah. like this, like that's how you know that we banged or stuff or that we had great sex or like a hickey or, you know what I mean? Like there's all these um, like uh, marks that yeah. people leave on each other that they almost sort of bear like prizes or like trophies kind mm-hmm. of. And I would, Im- I would imagine that that happens as well, where like sure. you bear them as prizes somehow. Sure. But you know, you can't mark up everybody. Yeah. And so for me, the real talent is when you can, um, when you can share that type of intense experience with somebody without marking them up. Mm-hmm. So that's for me, like, that's some real pro shit because I like will mark up a guy that I'm seeing and be like, yeah, I look. <laughs> By looking at them. Except when I date black guys, it's harder to mark them up. Oh, for sure. You can't for see sure. it. So I'm like, yeah. damn it. Yeah. Um, but my, like, white skin can get yeah. bruises all over it. Yeah. I love doing that. I'm like, look at this bruise on my boob. And, like, laughing about it with my partner. Have you ever had people that are, like, sexually, that you feel are sexually damaged? I don't know exactly what that fully oh. means. But do um, you feel, do you feel like, uh, dumb you stuff know. will heal that in some way? Okay, I think about two different things when you ask me that, and um, you know, I would say that both both situations remind me of um, you know experiences that happened a long time ago. Um, the business has definitely changed, and will it does and still will continue to change. Um, but you know, when I was younger, I feel like there was a group of men who. Um, you know, maybe they weren't even necessarily kinky, but they just needed like a connection, like mm-hmm. a human connection, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that that doesn't come around so much anymore. Um, I, the, the one client that I spoke of earlier that um, only likes the spanking and is, you know, I'm like finding my way with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very much like that. I feel like he has a lot of responsibility and um, is very busy and um you know just kind of needs attention mm-hmm. more than he really needs a dominatrix um for me you know this is the manner in which i offer myself so mm-hmm. he needs to figure out how to be my slave because that's what's going to make me happy 
Yeah. Um, but I think for him, it's definitely like he needs a, like a human connection. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that it makes me think about is, um, you know, I had a client many, many years ago and it's kind of a same situation. Like this guy, um, really needed a human connection. Um, and he was definitely different than the guy that I just spoke about. Um, this guy was sick, you know, and I could tell that he was sick. And, um, I thought that, um, you know, being there for him would help him. And, uh, it turned out to be a bigger job than really I, um, was able to handle, but, um, this person specifically was sick and Mm -hmm. I don't usually encounter that very much, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I felt like the healing that maybe I could offer him would just be by being his friend, Mm -hmm. you know, of course in a mistress slave scenario, but, um, just making a connection with him, mm-hmm. but that ended up backfiring on me. <laughs> oh, so no. I don't know if you're, if you're, and, and you can tell me, you can stop me at any time. Uh, when you say sick, mm-hmm. so what do you mean? Are you okay well, with elaborating? Yeah, on? he, you know, uh, he was emotionally and mentally just not right. And I think it's something that other people could see and sense about him um, when you're face to face with him. And, you know, I met him in public and it's something that I understood about him right away. But after talking to him, um, I just felt like, you know, having a connection with somebody might help, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was willing to go there. And he ended up, um, you know, becoming obsessed with me, really, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, exactly why you don't take on those type of clients. But um, I don't know. That's how it backfired on you. Yeah, yeah. He became obsessed with me. Mm -hmm. And I worried that it would become a thing. It's the only time in all of the years that I've done this that I ever really was concerned about my safety. Mm -hmm. Um, And nothing ever came of it, but I was concerned because I knew that he was sick. And I became the focus, you know. So it was scary. Mm -hmm. It was scary. But, um, you know, nothing happened. And um, that time passed. And... So that brings up, is there, I mean, I didn't even think about that, I guess, because I have so much respect for what you do, but is there ever like danger in this? I would say yes. Um, absolutely. I think there's danger in everything, (laughs) but (laughs) that's a nice way to put it. Um, but, um, you know, I kind of make clients, people who want to see me in that way, I ask very specific things of them. If, if they don't do exactly what I asked of them and exactly the manner in which I asked, mm-hmm. then they do not have the opportunity to serve me. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. And most people that are trying to waste my time um, are not going to remember to make this phone call at this very specific time or to whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they just don't remember small details like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, automatically gets you crossed off the list. I'll mm-hmm. give you another chance, you know, but a lot of times I find that people that are just playing games, like they can't get in line with that. They can't mm-hmm. get on board with, and you have no time for that. Right. Are you, you that shit str- together? Are you that strong in your row relationships? Uh, <sighs> ooh, um, sometimes yeah. <laughs> not always. I definitely always. wouldn't be. I'm like, I can see like you being like, do this. I'm your like, like mistress. You have to do this. But then a boyfriend, you're like, that's okay. Yeah. Or a girlfriend or whatever. You're just like, whatever. Well, there's a, there's a, there's such a clearly delineated relationship yeah. that you have, that you have signed a contract into. You know exactly what the rules mm-hmm. are. When you are personally with somebody who is your own person, 
I don't know if there's exactly any rules that you can instate that can't yeah. just change at the top I'm a of total the giver. I'm a like, yeah, I'm that's what just I wish like that I had more of a being like, old. nope, you didn't call it this time. Yeah. Like it is done. No, it has been 37 no minutes. No way. <laughs> Instead, they no just way. take and take and take from us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so uh, okay, so I have this question, and this may be you might have really already answered it, but I want like clear sure. knowledge of it. People don't have sex in front of me and stuff like that, but when these guys are coming in for their sessions, is there like release for them? Um, you know, sometimes I will walk off and allow people to masturbate, but uh-huh. it can't be expected. It's not guaranteed. It's not an every time thing. How exciting! That is a very so, exciting. So yeah, this is what I'm saying, Oha. Like, li- listen to her talk about this. Like, okay. these people have like this they get no actual like release from it they're not coming from this at least right at that moment but like they know that this like feels good for them and yeah. like doesn't that sound exciting to you yeah i think it's exciting as like a human person sorry so fake sure okay so i'll tell you i'll tell you exactly what a it feels human like knowing what they like i think yes. that is so cool well, you, you, you know what's even more amazing is like some guys really come to me and endure like some really crazy pain and like they want it so bad but they mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. while it's happening they really don't want it but yeah. like i can't stop you know it would ruin the fantasy oh, so. so cool yeah, I think that just sounds it's so exciting. So we're to going. Me. Yeah, let's go. I'm so stoked. I wonder what I I wonder what it's like out there for young women like all of us to be in relationships with people that want this but like maybe they can't ask for it or they're too scared yeah. to. You know, I would say that communication is it. most important in a relationship mm-hmm. and if you cannot if you cannot be open mm-hmm. about what you want with your partner mm-hmm. then Maybe you're not with the right person. You should be able to verbalize or maybe not even verbalize, you know, maybe you can come up with another way um, to express yourself and and your needs and what you want, Mm -hmm. you know, otherwise you're never going to get it. Would be to just talk about it with the other person. Absolutely. Just dip your toe in expressing it. I will try to dip my toe in expressing stuff. So I feel like this is so funny because relationship is kind of put in front of me as like a test of Mm -hmm. like how to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like uh, this is me dipping my toe and it's just having lots of conversations with people who have more experience than me and figuring out what it's about. We won't always get to speak to somebody who's so professional Mm -hmm. and so well knows desire and, what fuels it and how to like get it and things like that. And like, intuitively, cause to me it just feels like through experience, not this I mean, conceptual. She's been doing it for, which is me. I'm like, a, I think about all these things conceptually and I don't have a lot of like experience in the practice. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. very interesting to like meet somebody who has the intuitive power to know what people mm-hmm. are thinking about sometimes, but then also to have all the experience yeah. of to back it up. Oh, it's so exciting. Did you have fun here with us? Absolutely. I sure did. Um, There's probably a million more things that I want to talk to you about, but all of them would be just like asking specific questions. We'll have relationship Um, with uh, Domino Shannon too. We'll do it soon. Um, We'll tell you what happens in the dungeon. No, we're going to record it. Oh, wait. We're also going to record it. (laughs) I keep forgetting. It's just all of us screaming. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> Shannon, thank you so much for coming Absolutely. on. Honestly, this is thank like you for having me. a dream come true thank to you. talk to somebody like that. I want to be your best friend. Um, I'm here. You, you have my number. Your protege. <laughs> and <Hey>. your protege. <laughs> um, Can I be like a, like a small, whimpering child that just kind of hangs out with the You have to be at least 18. You can be okay, a small, I'm whimpering 18-year-old. Yeah, a small, whimpering 18-year-old. <laughs> uh-huh. Perfect. Okay, um, thank you so much for listening to Relationship. I want to encourage everybody here to go to dominashannon.com. Woo! And honestly, get your kink on, figure out your problem. She will help you. Um, And we love you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you to Beta Theater. Thank you again, uh, Domina Shannon. We love you all. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me. Bye. Relationship.